Hello dear friends, it's Carly and welcome back to another episode of the I Learned Podcast. I'm sitting here in my morning time, it is raining outside, absolutely gorgeous looking out the window and there's something that I really want to express and verbalize. It's an idea that's been kind of like nibbling at the back of my mind for a couple weeks now and it just won't come into view in my mind and or in my journal and that's semi-rare I would say for me but I do know that if I can't see it in my brain if I can't write it on the page that a lot of times I can try to talk it out and it I'll, I can get it to come out I can like see it then finally by running it through whatever filter it is that turns our imagination into words. Um, something about turning it into words and saying them out loud is like helpful for me to like pull it up out of my unconscious and into my awareness. And so the teeny little fragment of an idea that I have so far is, um, you want it the way you want it, stop settling for the way you don't want it. That's the general gist of it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. And like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know? Um, and along with that, the other teeny little fragment that goes along with it is basically like how to get your life the way you want it to be, like how to get your career the way you want it to be, how to get your relationship the way you want it to be, like this whole idea, here we go, we're connecting in more dots that I didn't have yet, um, this whole idea of the law of attraction and creating your own reality, like that's essentially where I started my spiritual journey was with Abraham Hicks back in 2016, and she talks a lot about we create our own reality. And so I've been thinking about that for like seven years. And now here's this, this, this awareness of like, again, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I don't just want an idea. I need to know, like, how am I going to apply that? Like, how does that actually change my life on this planet? You know, like, what does that do for me? Okay. Um, what's the practical application? That's always my next question. And in this case of we create our own reality, she talks a lot. I mean, she'd been talking for like 35, 40 years about how it is that we create our own reality. And I'm not saying she hasn't done a good job explaining, like I spent years listening to her content and was absolutely transformed by it there was a lot that it was able to offer to me but this feels like like something that I never heard her say but that it feels true in my system and like in addition to like okay so practically speaking how do you actually create your reality how do you get your career for example to be the way you want it to be and even take it one step further and I'm gonna I'm gonna say like your dream career like how to like manifest your dream career and like get it to be the way you want it to be and that is what I'm really feeling into 
through these little fragments, like trying to come into my awareness is like, I, I started my YouTube channel, um, about six or seven months after I started this podcast and my YouTube channel currently, like as of this morning is sitting at 2,370 subscribers, um, which is not nothing. And I practice like thinking like if I brought those, you know, 2,300 people or whatever and put them in my house, like that, that's a lot of people. Like that's a, that's a lot of people. That's not a small number, you know, and it's very easy because it's so easy to compare. It's very easy to think, well, there's channels out there with like hundreds of thousands or millions of people listening, like upload a video in the first five minutes. There's 600 views. Like there are channels like that. And mine's not like that, right? Like my numbers look different. And that's one of the first pieces that um, I, I think goes into this not settling idea of like not settling for what it is that you don't want, but like kind of not settling for other people's definition of success. Like, do you have to use the numbers to define how successful your YouTube channel is? And you could honestly like take YouTube channel out and put in like whatever your dream career is and whatever the cultural or societal definition of success for that kind of career is, um, do you have to define it like they do? Is that really true? The way that they're saying, like, this is what success is, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or making six figures, making seven figures, making 10 figures, like you dude, you can make all the figures. And in my experience, it doesn't really feel like success. And so I look at those channels that have a lot and I, I do, I mean, sometimes I'm human, get caught in this like comparison of looking at my numbers compared to their numbers. And then I remember back to climbing the corporate ladder and what that was like for me and getting the promotions so that my salary got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? My numbers got bigger and bigger and bigger and I hated it more and more and more and more. Um, it was so bizarre to me how inversely correlated my enjoyment was with the definition of success. So for me personally, I practice like a very big part of how do you get it to be the way you want it to be? Number one, you need to figure out the way you want it to be. What is my definition of success? And that for me is where I get into the biggest piece that I was previously settling for and that I can still find myself settling for. And that is like, you know, again, if I contrast the money versus the enjoyment, like, society's version of success or actually enjoying the process, feeling good in the process. Like to me, that's successful. Loving what you're doing, that's successful. And so knowing that I want to love what I'm doing. I don't just want a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers or 600 views in the first five minutes. Like that's, that's, that would be so cool. Don't get me wrong. And the paycheck that goes along with that would be pretty cool. I got to think, don't get me wrong, but 
it says nothing. It has nothing to do with, do you love what you're doing? Do you enjoy the process? Does your body enjoy the process? And at the software company, when I was climbing the corporate ladder, my body did not enjoy the process. My sleep was really disrupted. Um, I gained a lot of weight. I was extremely like lonely and isolated in my social life because I was so exhausted from my workaholic tendencies at work. Um, I would just come home at the end of the day and like have no energy left to have any kind of life for myself. I gave it all to my job, which I mean, it's not like they specifically asked me to, but it was the culture of the company. And I did quote unquote thrive there. <laughs> I got promoted a lot. And it's just so weird to me how I was quote unquote thriving and personally miserable on the inside. So how do you get it to be the way you want it to be? You get really specific about the way you want it to be. And that really specific, and this is the part that Abraham really did teach me, it's like it has nothing to do with the biographical details of what's unfolding around you. It has everything to do with the quality of how you feel. And if you're, if you're working in an environment where you feel safe, you feel open, you feel like your creative energy is able to flow through and be expressed, you feel valued and appreciated. You feel like you're able to move in divine timing in concert with the universe by following your inspiration and taking inspired action. Like that is the opposite of hustling. It's the opposite of grinding. It's the opposite of being a workaholic. It's the opposite. And so when I personally define success for myself, I look at it so much more from this angle of, you know, what do I want the process to feel like as I'm living it? Because the, the getting promoted and getting the bigger number is exciting for, you know, maybe a day if you're lucky maybe two, maybe you wake up the next morning and then you remember like, Hey, I got promoted and I got, you know, a $9,000 raise. And like, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yay. Yay. Ooh, maybe I'll take that extra trip this year. And then you go to work and now you're, you're on a growth cycle. Cause like you got to learn how to do the new job that you just got promoted into. And you gotta, you gotta deal with all the extra challenges that now exist because you have more responsibility. And the $9,000 raise, it's like a thing of the past within 24 to 48 hours. And so the part that lives with us through the duration of like, you know, I, I see myself podcasting and, you know, talking and sharing and telling stories for the rest of my life. So I don't want the numbers. I don't care about it's not entirely true. Like I still, like I said, I do get looped into the, that comparison. It's so tempting to go down that road of like looking at the numbers on and on and on. And I do pull myself back into, I'm not going to settle for rushing straight to these giant numbers because I know that the giant numbers all by themselves don't mean anything. So instead 
of basically settling for my old pattern of being a workaholic like if I wanted to and there have been times on my YouTube channel where I have where like if I wanted to I could publish so much more content than I do like I could chop so many more videos down into shorts and I could triple quadruple 10 times 20 times my views pretty not easily I mean it would take a lot of work but I could do it. I know that that's right there. And the difference between like, you know, how do you make it how you really want it to be? I don't want to work that hard. I don't. I want it to be coming in a way where I still have all the rest I ever want. I'm only doing inspired action. I'm only following my fun. You know, there are days where it feels like the most fun thing that I can think to do is to download one of my live streams and watch it and write timestamps for clips and go into my video editing software and cut the video down into those clips and upload them into shorts and release a bunch of shorts over a couple weeks period. Like I like watching them when they come back out. I like rewatching the content that came through originally. I like figuring out like, what's the best place to start the clip and to cut the clip off? Like, where can I get the biggest impact in under 60 seconds? Um, an even greater challenge to try to do it in under 15 seconds. And so there are days where that's exactly what I want to do. It's like the funnest thing. Like, I'm so grateful that I even have this content that I can play with in, in this way. And so that's one thing is doing it because this is the funnest thing I can think to do with my Tuesday, you know? that's very different than I need those big numbers as fast as possible. Therefore, I will cut every single piece of content that I can think of down into these clips so that I can release it and get views so that I can drive the algorithm so that I can like pull, you know, people onto the channel. Like there is so much, there's like a whole niche on social media about how to grow your social media, how to get followers, how to get views, how to get attention. And it's like, you can hustle for attention, right? Like that's one way of doing it, but I don't want to settle for that. I don't want it to come that way. Like if I got, you know, if my channel blew up because I was just churning out all of these shorts and that it was because of that content machine that I got all of this, you know, attention and momentum around my platform, you'd have to keep going. Otherwise you would lose all of that. And I don't want to be doing it in the first place. So how the hell am I going to keep going? You know, like I don't want to settle for doing it that way, like getting it that way, even though I know like when I do that, I see bumps in my, in my numbers. Like I know that it works to put in the extra effort. You get the extra numbers. But I don't want the extra numbers to come through extra effort. I want it to be different. I don't want to have to put in the extra effort. So the extra numbers, if they're going to come, they're going to come through a way that doesn't require extra effort. And so then how do I make it be that way, right? Like we create our own reality. Like how do I make it be the way that I want it to be? And I have to stop settling for the other way. 
I have to stop settling for the mindset that, well, if I don't, you know, if I don't upload a bunch of content, then there's not going to be the algorithm spike. Like nobody's going to watch anything. And like my numbers are all going to dry right up. Like if I don't put in the effort, like, you know, getting it to be the way I want it to be, especially in this case. And that's why it's such a beautiful example is like, there's really nothing for me to do in the physical. It's about what I'm not doing. It's like when the urge comes, the scarcity comes that says like, oh, my growth on my channel is like stagnant. I better upload a bunch of new content. I better like go make a bunch of clips and like, you know, kind of get a, get a little push going on the, on the platform or whatever. And it's like, I could, I could do that, but you know, I'm watching Dexter and I was going to take a nap and I really just don't feel like doing that. And so then I don't, you know, and like, how do you get it to be the way you want it to be? You stop, stop entertaining the old way. And again, it feels like, shouldn't I be doing it the new way? And it's like, I promise, and this is what I'm finding is like, less is more kind of thing. And maybe that's the title of this episode. I don't know yet, but like, if you want it to be effortless, the way to get it to be effortless is to suspend your effort. Ooh, that's a nice way to say that. If you want it to be effortless, you have to suspend your effort. You have to stop putting in effort. And so how do you want it to be? I want it to be fun. Okay, well then we need to pull back out of all the things that we do that aren't fun, all the ways that we end up spending our time that aren't fun. We need to consciously disengage from those things. If we want it to be fun, we need to stop settling for not fun. If we want it to be how we want it to be, we have to stop settling for how we don't want it to be. I want effortlessness. I want to be able to sit in my bed, make content when I feel like it, and earn a living. That's what I want. Out loud, I'm claiming it. It's mine. It exists and it's coming to me. All in good timing, right? And that honestly goes back to a concept I like to plug in as often as I can because it's so good for our perspective to like have healthy detachment from you know, what it is that you want, what it is that you think you want, because, you know, the old saying goes like the joy is in the journey. So the thing that you think that you want is just to get you to take the journey. So that me thinking that I want it to be effortless, number one, inspired action technically counts as effort. Like I'm having to spend energy at some points, like even when I do take inspired action. Um, so like, me understanding, like, what do I mean by effortlessness? But if I want it to be effortless, then I have to recognize the places where I am expending more effort than I want to be expending. And I have to choose to stop doing that. And working with my shadow around why am I doing that? 
Why am I trying to rush straight to gigantic numbers? What is motivating that desire? What's motivating that effort? And that's where, you know, me wanting it to be effortless is really on a deeper level. It's interpreted in a completely different way. Like me wanting it to be effortless is me wanting to heal these wounds that's driving all of this unnecessary effort, all of this unnecessary hustle to get things that I don't really need. I know that on a deep level, it's coming out of this sense of what, right? Like what is that wound that says I need to rush straight to my dream career, which let me tell you, in my case is sitting on my bed, making content when I feel like it, napping probably every day and earning a living that way. Like that is my dream career. And why do I need to rush straight there? What is it about my present reality that is not aligned with me? What is it about my present reality that is not working for me? That would have me thinking that if I rush right over there, then I'll be, then I'll feel good. Then I'll be okay. What I found for me personally on this particular example is that the threads and the roots of why I expend all of this unnecessary effort, it runs deep into my wounds of worthiness. And basically this entire pattern, like this is just kind of one place where I am hustling for external validation. And this is not the only place where that pattern plays itself out. It's basically blanket across the board. This YouTube and this concept of my dream career and like having this fantasy of effortlessness, that fantasy of effortlessness, like has driven me into this healing process of understanding and examining and exploring what is it that drives me into all this unnecessary effort. I'm not going to settle for unconsciously exhausting myself anymore. I'm either going to spend the effort because this is like the funnest thing that I could ever think to do, or I'm going to take a nap. You know, I'm going to rest myself. I'm going to go outside and listen to the birds. I'm going to do something that's peaceful and joyful and pleasurable for me. And then when my cup overflows and I feel the inspired, creative inspiration, inspired inspiration, to make something, I will. And I want, I want my, my gigantic numbers to come off of those inspired creations, you know, because I can see how sustainable that is. I can see how, you know, like, oh, how am I going to keep this up? Like, dude, (laughs) I just nap and snack and take a walk and, oh gosh, like, what about this reading or what about this video? And like, oh, I'm going to make this or I'm going to play in this series or, you know, like those moments take hold of me and then I make the thing. Like I can absolutely keep that up. Like that's amazing. So I'm going to stop settling for hustling and grinding and all of these 
these flawed ideas of, you know, once I have the gigantic numbers, then I can relax. No, then instead of hustling to get it, you got to hustle to keep it. And I don't want to hustle at all. So if I'm going to have it, it's going to have to come through a path that requires no hustle. A path that allows me to be rested and healthy and enjoy the pleasure of what it is that I'm getting to do. I'm going to force it to come to me that way because I'm not even going to do the other way. I'm not even going to make an attempt to hustle. So I'm going to make it the way I want it to be because I'm going to refuse to accept success that comes from the other way. I'm going to refuse to even define success as the big numbers. I don't want them. I don't want them if they don't include a joyful life experience, a satisfied life experience, a fulfilled life experience. Like what good is quote unquote success if you don't even have the capacity to enjoy it. And the thing is like already there are, there's so much to enjoy. And so instead of chasing big numbers, I'm practicing my capacity for enjoyment and I'm shining it on my life as it stands right now. And my life as it stands right now is a little bit better than my life you know, a month ago and a, quite a bit better than my life this time two, a year ago or two years ago. And I play that, you know, maybe this is a human mind fallacy of playing that pattern out into the future, but I do, you know, play out this growth pattern of my capacity to enjoy getting better and better and better and better and better and better and better. And, better. and with that, like, if that's your core of your definition of success. Like at that point, I am becoming more and more and more and more and more successful by increasing my capacity to enjoy. And so I think, you know, the reflection of the gigantic numbers, like those are coming and they'll, they'll get here and maybe, maybe there'll be a controversy and, you know, I'll lose half my audience and then maybe it grows to double that size and then maybe a bunch of them fall back off. And then, you know, the, the fad that is the reason that they came in the first place, that's over. So then there's a huge drop off and like, who the hell knows what is going to happen with those numbers? And so I personally am going to refuse to hang my definition of success on something that's so inconsistent and instead focus on something that is within my control, which is my capacity to enjoy and my capacity to choose between chasing after the illusion of success or embodying true success in this moment right here, right now. It's not off in the future. It's right here, right now. You know, like let the tension fall out of your body. Let your brain go blank for even just a second. Take one good deep breath and feel the miracle of your heart and lungs working constantly on your behalf. This entire universe, the sun rising and setting, the, the food growing, the, the bees pollinating, like 
the entire paradise that this is and the miracle that these vehicles, this, these vessels, these bodies are that let us enjoy, like success is being in the moment and loving it. And we can achieve that right here, right now. It has nothing to do with numbers. It has everything to do with the quality of our life. And in this way, less is absolutely more.